To the Heathen's Guide to Life, the show with this opinionated jerk and his little brother. Give our take on how to live your best life. I'm Kay Ibn Latif. What's up, world? I'm Kayla Sean. Welcome to our world, folks. Thank you for tuning in. You are in for an interesting ride. <laughs> jerk. <laughs> the word heathen in this universe called the Heathen's Guide to Life is actually an endearing term. A heathen is simply someone who lives their life unapologetically according to a belief system and a code of conduct that works for and makes sense to them, irrespective of what others might think or feel. Make sure you connect with us on Mixcloud, Soundcloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Search for The Heathen's Guide to Life and follow and subscribe. Even better, leave a comment and share with your network too. Marmy. Hi. <laughs> What's new in your world in the What's last seven days? Man, you know, just chilling. You know what I'm saying? 395 followers, zero mentions, still lit. You know what I'm saying? Fuck it. Lit. What are you talking about? My Instagram. It's so dry right now. Because <laughs> you keep it private. Of course it's going to be dry. <laughs> but besides that, I'm all good. You know, it was a very simple week. Mm-hmm. Um, not much going on in the news besides the obvious Jesse Smollett stuff. I'm I'll so... I'll save that for later. Baby, it's, it's not looking good for you, Jesse. And we were rooting for you. We were all we rooting, rooting for you. How <laughs> dare you! I have never had to yell at a girl like this before. And here you come. Come on now. Um, but yeah, I'm good. What's been going on with you? So much has been going on. I just had a birthday. Happy birthday, heathen! I am now. I am now in the last year of my thirties. And I'm so excited by that. But if, uh, but first things first, make sure you hit us up for some Heathen's Got to Life merchandise that bears some of our favorite sayings. Our signature Heathen shirt. Other titles are Curate Your Squad, Live Unapologetically, Love Unapologetically, My Personal Favorite, Fuck Boys Will Be Fuck Boys. Oh, they will. But best of all, here's the real kicker. <laughs> our website is finally live. Kamar, you sound like that boxer that just died from intervention. (laughs) (laughs) So make sure you go to theheathensguidetolife.com for everything heathen. You can see, you can um, go and see all of our shows. Some behind the scenes stuff is to come and also our store for our merchandise. Mm -hmm. So make sure you go to theheathensguide, no, not the, just heathensguidetolife.com. And it looks so good. Yeah, one-stop shop for all things heathenry. Um, but aside from that, as most of my weeks are, we had I had you know uh, a lot going on. Um, my birthday, I'm having a birthday party. Actually, again, we tape the show on um, Saturdays, so I'm having a birthday party tonight, mm-hmm. and I cannot wait to like put on my ensemble. It's like so much. It's so extra. The, su- the suggested attire is extra as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I told everybody who was like asking me what to wear, or what is extra, I was like, dress like it's your party. Yes. Like you're not going to upstage me. Ooh. So just like it's, but even if they do, (laughs) actually, if they do, that's still fine. Because that means that they really embrace being extra, right? So um, that's that going on. The website launch is like so exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, And they have a funny story that I just really quickly tell. Um, I was hanging out the other day in the city and it was kind of a late night and um, 
long story short, I met this guy through another friend who's in who's who is in MS13. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't even tell you the story, Kamar. He was home from prison only a few weeks. He was in prison for for uh, like six years. And of course, and now he's like, hey, what did he do? Well, of course I had to ask that. Yeah. He steps, he steps, he steps money 11 times. Oh. And I was like, all you got was six years? Yeah. But apparently that means, it means he got like 13 years, but only had to serve like six, right? <laughs> so he he looks white, right? So he keeps saying, yo, my nigga this, my nigga this, my nigga this, this nigga, da, 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 da. Uh-uh. nigga, 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 nigga. Uh-uh. And I'm like, what's your ethnic background? Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm... Puerto Rican, Japanese, and Taino. Taino Indian. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. He was like, why? I was like, because, you know, people that aren't black use, use like, use the word nigga. I get a little like, eh, why'd I do that? Uh-oh. Oh, my God. He was, like, so, like, defensive and my friends are black is how I talk and da, 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 da. but he also kept saying that he also kept saying that he was um bipolar and schizophrenic so but the core the, but the funny but not funny but what I really got from that whole interaction with him is he just came, he just he was he was in prison he's in the gang life all of that shit and he was like giving me hugs it was my birthday kissed me on my head and wasn't like standoffish so I felt compelled to just treat him like how I would treat anybody else so but he totally had the propensity to kill me <laughs> like totally could have slipped snapped and killed me Ooh, like a tiger like literally <laughs> but I was like I, but the whole time I, that we were all together was me two other friends I was never at one time fearful at all despite what i knew about his life and his face tattoos and his whole face body tattoos tattoo. you left his that out face was tattooed his hands were tattooed if he if he lifted up his shirt he said his whole body is tattooed oh my. but i was totally like the trade. i was not like swayed by that but anyway enough of that um so before we go on to today's topic kamar do you have anything else that you want to share with us nope <laughs> so let's jump right in this week on the Heathens Guide to Life, we're going to talk about living good. What is it to live good? And so here's how I came up with this. Um, the other night, another night I was hanging out in the city. Um, I, I see hang, a trend here. You know, I live, I live a good life. See, I live a good <laughs> life. Um, so I'm hanging out and um, my friend invited me up to Harlem for like some birthday cheers. And then my other good friend joined us and me and her went and got into some um, more fun or whatever. So we're hanging out late. This is like midweek too. Um, I get home. My friend comes home with me because uh, she lives in West Orange. So we're at my house, maybe like 4, 4.30, smoking hookah, talking and, you know, just kind of kind of whatever. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I want to drink. But I didn't want to open up my Hennessy White. But I had a, I had this nice bottle of scotch that somebody gave me as a, as a present for getting them show tickets before. So I was like, why not? Let's drink the good shit. So for me, it was like, and then we're drinking this good scotch, we're smoking hookah, and we're talking, we're together having a good time. And I'm like, this is living good. This is this is what I call a good life. And like, it's nothing to do with, it's nothing to do with about money. It's told about the quality of life. And there's so many things that, um, that my life is comprised of that make, that just gives me such a really, really good life. Right. Um, and I think that we really easily get caught up in like the things that don't go well in our life, that we lose sight of all the various things that are good. Um, and so I'm going to just talk about it, right? So I'm the first to say that like ever since I've adopted this kind of heathen brand, heathen lifestyle, I really live the kind of life that I want to live. 
Um, you know, I'm blessed to say that I don't really have much struggle in my life. I make enough money where I get to pay my bills. And again, money isn't the end all be all, um, but I earn enough, I earn enough income and, I live the, and, I, and my bills are such that I don't struggle. You know, my bills are paid. Um, they're all on auto pay. I'm fine. I'm not worried about that. I live in a nice apartment. I have wonderful, fantastic, beautiful friends. I eat really good food whenever I can, just every day. Um, I'm like, well, I will go out to a restaurant and, you know, have oysters and a delicious steak or whatever I'm eating out when I have the same thing at home. Um, and so I guess, not I guess, but the things that, that to me um, really stand out as living good is, you know, not really struggling. Um, having at least a modicum of luxury in your life and whatever that luxury means because luxury does not always mean money or something expensive luxury could be something as simple as as taking a beautiful bath with some good bath salts and a good like bath bomb with lavender in the water and a glass of something and if you smoke weed and a blunt you know what I mean (laughs) I don't do that very much anymore but still if I did that's what I'm saying is a good fucking life um just the fact that I was out on a, this week I was out a couple of nights, but I'm out on a random Wednesday night with my friends, drinking, having fun, cheering, catching up. That's living good, I would say. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about, well, I have to go to work the next day and I can only go out and have fun on the weekends. Fuck that. I'm going to go out whenever I possibly can, whenever the opportunity, whenever the opportunity is there. Cause like, why not? Yeah. Like, why not live fully? Like, uh, like, you know, we have these sayings to live unapologetically and love unapologetically. Part of that is really living fully and living good. Um, I eat out when I feel like it. I eat in when I feel like it. Um, and when I eat, you know, I mean, I have a thing. for If you know me, you know, I have a thing for oysters. Oh, my goodness. Do you? So <laughs> I get oysters whenever I can. So much so that although I find I'm, I think they're delicious, they make my they make my life happy. You know, um, I don't reserve things that I, that that um, are tasty or special for special occasions. Life is a special occasion. You Every know? day is a special occasion. <laughs> I think we will foul this under the principle of um, luxury every day, everyday luxury. Yeah, we we, we we touched on this last season. Yeah. But this is an offshoot of that. This is like a common thread right. um, in our life because why not have luxury every day? <laughs> and again, luxury isn't about having expensive things. It's about comfort. It's about having the things around you, um, for you, that make your life better that make your life good whatever that is to you and for me it's about the quality of my life the quality of my life is such that i have i'm i put i put a really high value on my relationships with people my married band of heathens hold me down um i don't know what i would do without them my family i have there is nobody in my family that I have any issues with. And I've talked about before, a couple, a couple of cousins that I don't really care for, they're really in my life like that, right. you know? Um, but even still, they're fine, they're alive, you know? But, like, my family is good. My father and I have the best relationship. And that's an amazing feat. That's an amazing accomplishment in my life. You know, how many black men, how many people... Not even, not even a, a, a race thing. How many people have issues with their parents? So many. Yeah. I don't got nah, not one. Because I live good, and that that and all that 
all that kind of thing adds to why I say I live good, mm -hmm. you know? Um, more about my own life. I have a full bar at home. <laughs> And I keep fully stocked. So, and not that I drink at home all the time. I just like to just have it there. Um, so if I have company or, or or if I'm entertaining, I can pour a lovely cocktail. Make a lovely cocktail. I keep mixed. I keep lime. I keep bitters. I keep all the accoutrement of oh, having, yes, accoutrement. I keep all the accoutrement of like a good bar because I like being the consummate host. I even keep weed at home just because people might want to come over and smoke. Okay, so... <laughs> I hope you're done gushing over your fabulous life. I'm honey. sorry. I love, but, but I love, I love my life. You made me think of something very important. Mm -hmm. So you said that this isn't about money. How would you maintain this lifestyle without money? Say you were to just be poor. So the lifestyle that I've created for mm -hmm. myself, it all takes money. It does not all take money to keep a full bar. Well, because and we. So the thing is that the oysters, the lifestyle, the lifestyle that I live, that I've developed for myself is because of, um, yes, I can't afford that. Mm -hmm. If I didn't have that, if I didn't make as much money, and, and let's be clear, I don't make a whole lot of money, but I make enough money to live the life that I want to live. Mm -hmm. um, if I had a different kind of salary, I would likely have a different kind of, a different kind of lifestyle. I would maybe put emphasis on different things. Yes, I might not yes. have a full bar at home. That might not be a value to me. I might just keep a bottle of something that I like, yeah. you know? I'm also about excess and doing everything like way too much. Yes, so, um, you know, having a full bar, I've also collected that. I didn't just one day spend a thousand dollars and like stock my bar. You know, I have parties at my house. So whenever you have a party, the best thing about having a party at your house is like everybody the bring a liquor, bottle, right? So yeah, I have that, and I do have certain items that I do keep. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just part of my particular lifestyle. Yeah. I'm not saying that to live good. Um, you have to live, have to do what I'm doing. If I made thirty thousand dollars a year, is my house clean? Do I have hot water? Are my bills paid? It's about the quality of my life, the quality of my life. And of course, I can, uh, I would be, you know, an idiot to say that um, money doesn't count at all. But you live within your means. You live the kind of life that's that's in your means and within your means you create a life that's good for you that has whatever modicum of luxury you can have or you can afford and again a luxury thing might be taking a good old hot bath yeah. after work after you had dinner coming home and fucking your wife or your husband <laughs> well what do you want people to take away from this concept because it, it's kind of foreign to some people. A what lot I'm, of people save the fun for the weekend or for vacation. So there you go. Don't save the fun for special occasions. Right. Have fun whenever you can. We only got one fucking life to live. So live it as unapologetically as you can. Mm -hmm. Live it as fully as you can. And again, it's not about money. It's about quality. Um, and if you save everything for a special occasion, what if that thing that you deem a special occasion never comes yeah. you don't know why save that outfit that you done invested in and you lusted <laughs> after you finally have why save that for one time a year on your birthday yeah shit like why <laughs> like why save a beautiful dinner for valentine's day have it on a fucking random tuesday i know why though i think a part of the why is because people tend to have this grand idea of the time. Mm -hmm. When the time comes, I want to make this time perfect. I want to have the right outfit. I want to have the right, you know, desserts. I want to have everything to come together perfectly. And we know that it doesn't always work like that. Mm -hmm. The thing is about what you're saying or what it sounds like you're saying is to use those things now. 
You know, if you have the perfect outfit, wear it just because it's Tuesday. If you have those chocolate-covered strawberries, eat them. You know, don't necessarily try to make it, you know, spread it out. It's okay. Yeah. And, of course, sometimes you do want to have a special occasion and you want to do all that. Like, like for instance, like um, for my party tonight, I said the dress code is extra as fuck. <laughs> so I'm wearing sequins. I'm wearing, like, I'm wearing all kind of fufula that I, that, that I would not wear on a regular occasion because yeah. I'm really going to be doing way too much. Right. Um, however, I don't save a good outfit for when I'm going out. I might just feel like on a random night out in the town, put on a nice little jacket. Yeah. Nice little necklace, That's you know what right. I'm saying? Like, why not? And, um, you know, it's 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 for me, again, it's about quality. Mm-hmm. And um, part of it also, like you said, it's not saving the good, the luxurious for a special occasion. That's right, yeah. Life is a special occasion. Right. You know, I've recently only, I've been having birthday parties the last couple of years because, <laughs> you know, I kind of wanted to. Um, actually, they started after I became single. It was like, well, fuck it, I'm going to do everything, yeah, right? Yeah, I remember. But, like, um, I actually have a hard time making a big deal of my birthday. Um, the parties, because I just, I'm just festive, and I'm going to have a lot of people there to, to, like, be there. But it's about it's more about the party and being all together than about me and my birthday. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I think people go all out because they, again, they save their birthday as, a, as it's a big special occasion. I celebrate all the time. That's right. I hang out all the time. I drink all the Every time. Every day is a celebration, man. So I don't need to, I don't, so then my birthday, really, the celebration part is about all the folks coming together that it's hard to get a bunch of folks, a bunch of my, like, close friends, or not even just my close friends, folks that I know and love mm-hmm. to get us all together People in the run room. People, yeah. yeah. It's hard to do that on a random day without planning, and usually mm-hmm. an occasion brings folks together. So, that's what it is about my birthday that like I really get a rise out of is getting everybody together. Not so much me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, my what else? Don't don't, don't want to make. Well, sure let me jump in here because I'm I'm having so many fun thoughts right now. Please do. And the main thing is um, when you said life isn't about struggle, that really hit me. Maybe you didn't say that, but that's what I heard because I think the struggle tends to be in the forefront because it's so painful and it's dramatic Mm -hmm. and we just focus on that you know it's almost like the biggest thing in the room gets your attention like because you're struggling you can't be like happy or you you can't be festive you know and if anyone ever asked me what the key to success was I would say um, be in a constant state of thankfulness you're right about that Kamar you know um, because there was a time when life was just hitting me with a lot of snowballs Mm -hmm. right after another Mm -hmm. and I didn't necessarily change. The situation changed. But what really changed is that I, I started to realize that even with those snowballs, I was still happy. You know, when you take away the problem, you know, of course, things we, things would be better if we didn't have problems. But hey, tis is life. Hello. <laughs> you know, um, but you just have to realize that, hey, you, there's always something to be thankful for. Always. 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 You know? And whenever I have someone come to me with advice, come, come to me for advice, um, the main thing I say was, you know, pick three things that you're happy about. Well, I'm not happy. Well, <laughs> if you had to pick three things to be thankful for, what would they be? You know, and just kind of focus on that for a little bit. You know, zoom in on that because those are the things that will sustain you. The material things, they come, they go. And um, you have to think about what's left when all that's gone. 
Yeah. Can you be happy without the things that we, we base our happiness over? Most of the time, it's some nigga. You know, it's money. It's, you know, if, if drugs and alcohol is your thing, it's how much how much drugs and alcohol can I get this weekend? Mm-hmm. But, like, when all that's going, what's left? You got you. And you really have to be comfortable with you. You have to be happy with the things that you've been blessed with. And if you got to, like, really search hard to find something to be blessed with, that's probably your problem. I think that requires more introspection. Yeah. You know, the reason why I can, the reason why I think the both of us can talk about living good and really like and really like kind of stand behind it. And mm-hmm. cuz when I cuz as soon as soon as, as soon as I say live good, I smile, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I just think about like the fullness of my life. Mm-hmm. But we are two kids from North, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It wasn't always that like did that. Did not grow up with like mm-hmm. means like with like means. Yeah. I can't say I've, that I was ever hungry, but I recall back in the day that fucking no frills can of meat, ooh, canned oodles meat. and noodles, right. or the cheap cheese that comes in the plastic. You know, ooh, all of that. Nasty, but nasty. but in spite of that, in spite of that, I can remember having that going on going on in my life, and then having my grandmother. That's right, love. Going upstairs to grandma and playing with grandma, you know what I'm saying? Talking shit, making her coffee, watching TV with her, yeah, you know? Yeah. So the struck, so, and so we all have different times in my life, in our life, when we might have things going mm-hmm. on. You might have, you might have low income and have right. bills that gotta be paid. That happens to all of us. You might have a fucked up relationship. Mm-hmm. You might have a criminal case pending. Who, who, who knows? knows? It could be anything. That's there. That's going to be there. And sometimes those struggles, they don't go away. Right. You know, and if you're waiting to get to the other side to some, you know, beautiful day where you can wear that outfit and, you know, be happy and be carefree. I'm telling you now that day may not come. It might. You got to be comfortable. So you have to think that. about your life as it is. That's right. What's present to you. Mm-hmm. And then, like, look at, just examine what's there. Something, again, as simple as, are you in good health? Yeah. yeah. Are you coughing? Is your skin pretty? <laughs> uh, that that one right there, child. That's the one. Cause like it's impossible to have good looking skin if you're not happy. You know that's what I'm my saying? own. Little like, do you have at least one friend mm-hmm. that you can count on and yes. like relate to yeah. and confide yeah. in? Just one. If you got two, whoa, you really headed the game. <laughs> if you got a squad, then shit. You know. Yeah. So yeah. those are the things that for me add to like a, a like a full good life i cannot talk enough about how much i love my friends i know can we leave them out of this please? no <laughs> i can't but you i love, love but, so but i love I you i love my i love my family of my brothers yes, yes yo so for the second week in a row my my older brother hadid is in town he came up for my birthday party surprise, but surprise. for the second week in a row after we talked about after we after me and kamar had this whole show about our crazy family dynamics here i am with surrounded by my brothers mm-hmm. you speak it into existence boy. and then it happened there you go and it's been fantastic and that just took my happy from like 20 to like 50 you know and that's just a really great thing to me you know it is and i'm glad you brought up the um the brothers thing because one thing that always makes me happy whenever i'm in a moment where um well i don't know if i've ever disclosed this but i i battle with clinical depression Mm -hmm. so from time to time i just get like in a funk but i'm not really sad i just want to sleep I don't want to be bothered. I just want to be in my bed in a dark room, whatever. When that happens, um, the main thing that fixes that for me is to be around love. 
to be around brothers who love each other, sisters who love each other, you know, um, mother and daughter, spouses. It's something about being surrounded by people who genuinely love each other. Mm-hmm. And all they want to do is spend a moment with the person they love. That does something to me. It does. And um, I've heard people say, like, oh, no, if, you, if you're having a bad day, go pet your dog, pet your cat, you'll feel instantly better. Well, for me, that is love, you know, being around people who love each other. It just instantly lifts my vibration. So um, my thing would be to tell, if I had to tell anyone going through shit right now, just find that one thing for you. For me, it's Janet Jackson, too. Oh, my gosh. The other day, I, was, I, I wasn't, I was actually, on Valentine's Day, um, a friend of mine got some not-so-good news, and it really, like, threw me. Mm. Um, kind of for the whole day, Damn. it threw me as well knowing that my friend was going through something that was pretty serious um and so i was kind of sulking for a good part of the day and actually was sulking on friday i was just really in a dither and so i decided to go home put on janet jackson it is not possible for me to hear janet jackson and be upset (laughs) in the same time i was listening to janet on friday morning it's not possible velvet rope (laughs) that (laughs) album always does it for me for me is to meet a joe <laughs> you gotta you you gotta find your thing because what I realized is that I when was I diagnosed? I wasn't really diagnosed in high school, but that's when I realized that there was something going on there. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually, I realized that that was not gonna go away. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't matter about med- medication, exercise, whatever I did, it wasn't gonna go away. And I had to be happy with the life that God had given me. You know, and there's so many things to wish for to hope for, but. At some point, you have to be like, okay, I'm working towards this goal. I have not gotten there yet, but I can still be happy. I can still have, you know, a sense of praise about myself as I go on the journey. And that's what this episode is for me. You know, Um, you just have to live good. And whatever it is for you, if you don't know what it is that's good about your life, then there's the inner work that needs to happen right there. Mm -hmm. Because that's the first step. You got to you got to find out what is good about your life. You know, and if and if and you have to create it, you do. Sometimes you got to create it. I mean, we're blessed to have people in our life that I mean, I, I, we have really good folks in our life, right? So I've always known what a good life is. Mm-hmm. But how about the folks that don't have positive influences, mm-hmm. who don't have parents that love them, who don't have friends yeah. that ride for them? Yeah. You gotta like, you gotta figure out how to like identify what a good life mm-hmm. is for you. Mm-hmm. Um, a good healthy life, actually not even healthy, just a good life is for you. So you gotta, you, you do have to have, have to do some soul searching and some kind of honest work about well, what is it that makes me happy? What makes me happy? <laughs> and I, it's different. It's different for a lot of people. Yeah. Um. So I have a friend who, um, she's recently divorced and she has children. And I always tell her like, you know, you have the thing that a lot of people work for. They they want to find the perfect man and they want to like you know have children and just you know have the white picket fence. She got that early on in life. And then figured out that, that that wasn't necessarily what she wanted, you know? So now she's coming back through the divorce and all that stuff. And um, she's dealing with, like, some depression. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's one of the few people that I told about my condition when I was actually going through it. Mm-hmm. And um, she helped me a lot. And I'm just, like, so... Um, I feel sorry because I can't help her the way she helped me, yeah. you know? Why Be- can't you? Because... she's not open? <sighs> she's so stuck in um, what's wrong. You know, she's so stuck in the things that aren't right. She's like, well, if 
I was to, you know, I would have went to school right away. I wouldn't have to be trying to do it now. Or if I would have, you know, um, not fucked with this nigga, you know, when I was in my early 20s and not had these kids. I'm like, girl, do you know how many people wish they can have children, you know, and you have them already? Furthermore, you can't change all of that. It happened already. Right, right. So you stuck and mad about what already happened that you can't go back and change? And I told her, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm just... I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you can get those things and still be unhappy. Right. You know, you have to find a way to be happy through it all. You know, if I can be happy while in the the midst of some nasty ass depression and still find a reason to praise God or to just celebrate life, because to me, that's what praising God is. It's a celebration of life. Mm -hmm. If I could find a way to praise him through all my adversity, yeah, you can praise him in the good times. That's easy, but it's about when you're really going through it. Can you find something to be happy about? That, to me, is the test. Definitely. That is the test. And I and I, I always tell, like, all right, girl, what, what are your three things today? You know, and she has trouble finding them. She's like, yeah, okay, my kid's healthy. Yeah, I'm happy, whatever. But, like, I'm like, you can't gloss over those things. Those things, um, a lot of people just want to have a healthy kid. You got about three of them. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. A lot of people wish they had a job to go to and complain about. You know? You have one. And but she it just she doesn't get it. And I'm just like, damn, I really wish I could say something to help her because um, I'm stuck. I'm really stuck. And I know what it's like to be in that state where you just have like that dark cloud over you and you feel like everything is going wrong. But I tell you, I would not lie to you. The secret is to really find happiness within the darkness. Well, some people, the secret is some. But the secret is well, be Sometimes the secret, if it's clinical, but if it's clinical, it's really not a matter of like thinking yourself out of the hole. This it's is clinical. True. It's chemical. This is true. And you need a chemical thing to counteract that so as well. That's yeah, we, we other can't, side. Like we can't yeah. just like minimize that like depression is a real thing. It's real. You, know, you can't like go to church and pray to God that mm-hmm. he'll lift it. Right. You need, sometimes you need to have a, 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 a medicine regimen. Yeah. And that's real and that's not to, and that's fine. People need that to regulate their chemical imbalance and not feel bad about it. And I think that's the issue with my friend because, mm-hmm. um, for what, like, so the last time I told her about, you know, medicine, she was like, well, I'm, I'm pregnant right now. I don't want to take it. Okay. Well, there's, there's natural things. She's just, and she didn't want to take that either. So she's just against that. And against um, medicine? Yeah. She oh. is. And like I think now she's starting to come around a little bit to the idea of, of doing it. But I'm like, what you have to just we you never want to look at yourself as the victim. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have to realize that you have a condition. Okay? Right. And you have to accept that and realize that you're gonna just be different. You gotta handle yourself with different care because that's just the way you're wired. Yeah. And I think once you can accept that then maybe you can be able to find the happiness in things and, you know, be able to look for things to be happy about. But, yeah, um, I think it's she, real. She it's might, real. She could be the kind of person that doesn't believe that at your, that by default, like, you're entitled to a good life. Yeah. Some people think that life is struggle, that life is about all the hardships and all the struggles and all the adversity and that when you die that's when you get to have the good life and the afterlife we got preachers preaching it baby you know keep that keep keep that Mm-mm. but the opposite i'm the opposite i i believe that yes struggle and adversity is there but i'm entitled to a good life yeah. like 
by nature, by birth, my existence in life should be good. Mm-hmm. And I get to curate what that means. I get to curate the life that for me is good. And I've talked about a lot of what that is. And for me, it's about quality. Again, I can't stress enough it's quality, right? (laughs) It's not my life is good because I have friends. My life isn't good because I have family. Um, That that plays into it. It adds to it, I'm sure. It adds to it. But my life is good because I've declared that it is. Mm -hmm. Made the declaration. That's my default. And then all the things add to it. And I don't know how to be in any kind of way. And then you also got to realize that when you make that declaration, your mind is going to find things to prove you right. If you declare that you're a hot mess, <laughs> then everything child, that happens will be a hot mess. You're going to find a whole bunch of things to prove you right. So yeah. flip that. The universe will always conspire to make what, you, to make what you're declaring correct. Yeah. yeah. So um, there is some truth to being, you know, got to speak it over yourself. Yeah. You know, and um, and if and if Wellbutrin, <laughs> is that how you say it, Wellbutrin? Yeah, that's one of the that's Child, one of the drugs. I don't know why that just stands out. If I that's think, what you need, then well, baby. Wellbutrin, Prozac, whatever. I think that's the whole other one. Do people still use Prozac? But no, it's I know a little, they use Xanax, a, girl. Zan- everybody talking about it in the rap song. People use Xannies to like not to. They use it to get high to feel good. <laughs> telling you um but if that is your secret then baby you need to um embrace that and there's nothing wrong with it but you can't talk about happiness without talking about depression you know yeah. i feel like a lot of people may be like well it's easy to say that but i got this going on in my life and there's always going to be something going on but if it's a, um, a chemical imbalance then you just there, there's no way to get around that you have to fix that first mm-hmm. before you can even go on to do the spiritual stuff but you know some people say the spiritual stuff comes first you know, it, it really depends on who the person is. But um, for me, this episode is just about, you know, living your best life. Here's how. For me, the how is finding reasons to be happy, finding reasons to be thankful. You know, um, that's that's what really works for me. And I would love for you guys to just reach out and give us some um, some feedback about what works for you. What makes you happy? What makes you, what are you thankful for? Because um, I want to start shouting you guys out on the air. Yeah, what constitutes, like, what makes your life good? Word. What are the things that makes your life good? Um, that, yeah, that is a good one. Right. Yeah, what is it? What are you thankful for? You know, and, um, and to take it a step further, what keeps you in a constant state of thankfulness? Baby, let me tell you how often I go to work. And I get to, I get, I, I have the luxury of having, of getting, a, of choosing my own schedule. <laughs> so I have the luxury of, you know, I get to work usually around 11. Okay. It used to be around 10. What happened? <laughs> I have a luxurious <laughs> life, can I say? Uh-huh. <laughs> later but, and later. But how often, it happens regularly enough where I notice it, where I walk to work and I walk, whatever, and then I get to the elevator and it opens. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, just, I'm like, oh, I'm right on time. Mm-hmm. 11, at eleven o'clock, at at eleven o'clock, I'm right on time. Oh. And I just walk right in, and it's just like that. Just to me is a sign of like I'm in the right place at the right time. Yeah, um, and that comes from actually vibrating a little higher. You know, um, if someone was to say, "Well, what's so important about being happy?" That's just you know, um, giving yourself whatever. But the 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 thing about being happy is that happiness is automatically on a high vibration. Yeah. Okay. And um, spiritually, if you're feeling yucky, 
if you're talking about depression, if you're talking about sickness, if you're talking about, you know, evil things, that's a low vibration. Mm -hmm. But when you start talking about being thankful, you know, um, happy, smiling, those are high vibrations. So when you kind of dwell in that high vibration um, atmosphere, things start to kind of like happen for you. Well, just naturally. Yeah. That, that I, I, I would jump, you know, as like attracts like, mm -hmm. then high vibrating attracts high vibrating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So happy attracts happy. Yeah. <laughs> and if you really um, want to get into it, what got me into this? I would say The Secret. The book and the, the movie, that really got me it was into... It a movie? Yeah, it was, it was a documentary. Um, that got me into really understanding um, what I'm putting out mm -hmm. and what I'm attracting. And... Again, if you want to talk about um, living your best life, you got to talk about what you're attracting, you know, because a lot of our state of mind is dictated by the things that are happening around us. Mm -hmm. It's very easy for those things to just naturally uh, fuck with our vibe. And it, you got to be at a certain level of consciousness to not even let anything from the outside fuck with your vibe. Yeah. You know, I think I think of it as having like a shield around you that that's sacred. That no matter what's going on around me, this right here is always going to be content. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This right here is always going to be good because those things come and go. You know, you got to be happy without those things, with those things, whatever. So it's I would definitely recommend the secret. And if any, if you want to learn about more books about vibrations and like attracts like, hit us up because we got a whole lot. It's a whole lot. It's a lot, but the the basis of it all is just dwelling in the type of um, mindset that you um you want to have you know why yeah. say you have you know why wait till tomorrow to be happy if you want to be happy be happy you Just know dwell in yeah, yeah dwell in happiness yeah be around happiness talk to people who are happy <laughs> you know and i didn't read all those books i just kind of i believe a lot of a lot of my own kind of lease on life has been experiential mm. and kind of taken taken some concepts that i've learned kind of through people and through right. people that i love and trust right. and really like living my life according to them yeah you know and i guess if i read more that might kind of like reinforce how i already think yeah. about things but um yeah happy happy is contagious in, yeah. in, in a really good way like i'll keep smiling doing like it's as i'm talking right smile. it it's is just like right? yeah and smiling alone is already a vibration right there you smile you putting high vibes out there automatically and um for me the books and the the movies and stuff was more so about um, learning how to work what was already working, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I was already doing it, but I wasn't doing it intentionally, mm -hmm. you know? And um, just just imagine how much things can actually work in your favor if you learn how to work them. So yeah. I'm starting to sound like a witch now. Because you are a witch. <laughs> no. no, you're a Baptist warlock. The Baptist remember? warlock, praise God. I have, been, I have been talking about my being a witch so much lately. Mm -hmm. Like... I don't know that I'm really, really a witch in like the literal sense, yeah. but I certainly believe in the Wiccan read. What's that? And it harm none do as thou wilt. Explain that for the folks in the back. It's the entire heathen's philosophy. Mm. And it harm none do as thou wilt. Mm -hmm. If it don't harm nobody else, do what the fuck you want to do. Yeah. That's the Wiccan read. Word. I That's like that. how the Wiccans live. That's what it's all about. Yeah. I met a witch recently. I want to meet her. She admitted to it that she was a witch. I was like, come on our show. <laughs> so we can talk about it. Talk about you. Because I was like, I had a battery of questions. All right, wait, I'm getting We're off. We're getting off. Tracks, but although, As we always do. I'm pretty sure the witches are happy now. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so it's still within the guise of the show. 
gotta be happy, baby. Well, come on. I think we've dri- I think we've driven this point home. <sighs> do you have let do, do you have any closing thoughts about living good? Let me see. Well, actually, I want to end the poem. It's called No. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Maya Angelou. A poem called "Bitch Better Have My Money." <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> so to sum it up. We all have all kind of lives that we live. Some of us have a life of struggle. Some of us have a life of excess. Some of us have a life of just kind of plain, mundane, whatever. In all that, it is our responsibility to identify the things that make us happy. Yeah. And augment them. Augment them. And let that guide us to living good. That's a word. Living good. Now, let's talk some shit. <laughs> what you want to talk shit about today, TMB? I want to start talking shit about Donald Trump. Oh, so much to say. I just, <laughs> you know, I know by the time this airs, it's been some time. But I just don't have the strength to, like, accept that he is really going to declare a national emergency in order yeah. to build a fucking wall that doesn't need to be there. Yeah. I just don't, I just can't, I, I just can't fathom it. Like, he's really trying to circumvent the law, mm-hmm. our constitution, <laughs> to like suit his own egomaniac needs. Yeah. And you got people that are trying, that are co-signing his shit. Right. I just, I don't have anything like profound to say. I just, and I can't really just call him names because it doesn't do anything. No. I just had to just like lament for a second about like our poor country. This poor, poor, our poor, poor country. You know, I have something profound to say about Trump. Okay. So, um, a lot of people, not on this show, but a lot of people have talked about how Trump just ain't shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like the cruddiest of cruddy, you know yeah. what I'm saying? The ugliest of ugly. The nastiest of nasty. And if a motherfucker like that could be president, girl, you better go out there and conquer the world. You know? That's real talk. Because this motherfucker, I won't say he came from nothing, but he was always a little sleazy. You know, he always had that sleazy vibe about him. Always. And um, he's in the White House. And now everybody's, instead of people trying to make him be um, less sleazy, we're just being sleazy with them, you that know? Go, that, that goes to show the true nature of the people of this fucking country. Yeah. Like, I think that we on the East Coast, Jersey, New York, all like all the major cities and all, that, all, the, all the racially diverse areas that we get it fucked up, <laughs> that like we have like foresight and thought and like vision and yeah. like and we're in, 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 in like diversity. Mm-hmm. This country is more like this fucking Wisconsin, Montana, all those flyover states. Yeah. That's the fucking country. Word. That's America. Word. Those are the motherfuckers. Them those those that that's who voted him in. And he just it just goes to show that we might have had you know Obama because of a fluke after being tied to Bush, mm-hmm. but like this country is still like stuck in like 50 years ago. I mean, I don't know where they're stuck at, but I know it was very genius for him to um, to just zero in on those people, those vulnerable people who need someone to be their leader, who they can identify with, and to, to win with that. You know, that is a genius plot. It and, was. Yeah, you um, kind of can't knock that. You can't knock that. And instead of him rising to the occasion and rising to the mantle, the mantle of that White House, he has people in the White House going down to where he's at. Yeah, <laughs> which exactly. is also kind of boss, you know what I'm saying? If you talk about living the way you want to live and fucking everybody else, uh, that's yeah, true. that's him. That's true. <laughs> that's him. So you really, I mean, it's easy to to hate on him, but if this wall gets built, oh my god, 
<laughs> you gotta you gotta give it to him like motherfucker going create a state of emergency or whatever the hell it is it to was. get his wall and ends up getting his way yeah so word like um hats off to that orange motherfucker anyway um yes, what do you want to talk about <laughs> well, that was my talking that was my first one I got another one go ahead it. I'm gonna talk shit. About, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna now talk shit about Jesse Smollett. Oh my goodness! So I can like merge mine into yours. So I'm going to just say that as I mean, I said a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I want to believe him, but something <laughs> in the milk ain't clean. Milk ain't clean. I want to believe him though, but this don't sound right. And if this motherfucker is lying, he needs to go down into oblivion, cancel and delete, lose everything. And the way these these stories are unfolding now, baby, yeah, um, I think. And so, come on, you tend to be more cognizant, like more aware of like like the the um the 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 true stories about it. Yeah, I'm just in my I'm just in my opinion about it. Right. But I just have to say that like I have seen that like you know the the um two people that were suspects that they saw on the video that they found the Nigerian man the Nigerian man he had a connection to they have since been absolved of anything because of whatever interrogation happened that Jesse has now hired a high powered criminal attorney mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I Kamar you take over well honestly with this whole Jesse thing we all believe that something happened no one believed um, the way it was presented to us. Most people did not. So um, the latest thing is, and you guys listening, you you live in the future. So by this time, there'll be so much more to talk about. <laughs> but right now, um, the latest development is, well, okay, well, the men were brought in for questioning and they were released because of new evidence that came out from the questioning. So um, it looks like Jesse is going to be... Um, brought back in for questioning because of these new developments. Mm -hmm. No one knows what those developments are. Um, folks in the media kind of jumped and said that they were, um, it looked as if he had made the whole story up and kind of hired these men to do this to him because he was going to get let go from Empire. Yeah. Fox came out and said he was never going to be let go from Empire. And the police officers kind of walked it back and said, no, we never said that. It looked like it was made up. What we're doing is we're trying to um, question these folks to figure out what happened or if anything happened at all. That Maybe says a lot right there. When they said that right there, I was that like, is, okay. That's a very like loud statement without really saying a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what they're doing right now. So, um, just the fact that these men were supposedly um, extras on Empire, that's like, okay, that's kind of weird. That's a weird connection. One of them had a video like doing some kind of like handstand in the gym at Jesse Smollett's. Yeah. At yeah. his, you know, yeah, he follows them on Instagram, right? And right. um, it's I don't know, it's not looking too good. It's not looking too but, good. But um, speaking of things that aren't looking too good, let's talk about Gucci. <laughs> 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 so Gucci has announced that they're gonna uh, work on their diversity. No, they're not <laughs> because of the blackface scandal that they had. And um, I admit, I mentioned this to you this morning, and you had an interesting thing to say about um, Italian people and how they look at race. I think it's not just Italian. I think it's I think it's Europeans. I think that in Europe, um, that I th the caricatures, the depiction of black people in a negative way, is um, not a big thing. It's not really a. Uh, it still happens. My friend Marcy went to. Went to Portugal or Spain a couple of years ago and mm -hmm. bought back this like sugar packet with like a person on the sugar packet was a blackface character. Mm. 
And this is like in the sugar given out at the coffee shop in Spain or in Portugal. Um, and I think, you know, I know it's like Portugal and Spain, slavery was, you know, prevalent in, their, in those countries during the slave trade. Um, but I think that just overall in Europe, the attention, the the political correctness, the the this I don't know that there was ever even a, even a, even anything like a civil rights movement right. in Europe. So the the attention to um, racial dynamics, um, I think, are just they just don't apply the same way in Europe. And so while I don't, I think that the designers who did that knew what they were doing and didn't care mm-hmm. I don't think they were trying to be um, incendiary I thought that they thought it was cool or they were yeah. or they were trying to take a caricature and make it fashion yeah. like how Tyra would say like be a hoe but make it fashion yes Ooh, I, I think, wish they could see the pose you're getting I right think now. make it fashion yes but they were just probably just taking and taking you know uh, uh, you know an image and making it fashion like another brand a couple of years ago um Montclair uh, did the same thing with blackface all over like the jacket. So and is that the one that Beyonce wore? I don't know. Yeah, I saw Beyonce in a, in a long, flowy blackface thing years ago. So, so yeah. So I think that you know people and and people who are creative aren't caught up in like the in the rules of engagement about race. Like well, that. also, I would love to have an expert on to kind of talk about you know the history of all this stuff because as I see it. I see racism as a very American thing, you know, um, the idea of, no, no, listen to me. Like just when you go to Spain, you have Spanish people, mm-hmm. you know, and you go to Italy, you have Italian people. America is not, we don't, we don't have that. And I think there's always yeah. the idea of, you know, this is our country and we have an identity and it's rooted in this country and people who come here, they're other, but they're not, ne- they're not necessarily less than us. They're just other. That's kind of how I'm thinking of it. And, of course, there's always different um, ranking within, you know, the... Um, I just keep thinking of the caste system or whatever. Yeah. But there's always ranking of people, but I don't know if it's always based on race. Well, what... And I would go as far as to say that race is a creative thing. It's, it's kind of hard to define it, you know, when you talk about race. Um, here, we look at it as a real thing, but it's almost a figment of our imagination. It's well, not real. Part of it is about phenotypes, and mm-hmm. there are phenotypes that like are indicative of like different, I guess, ethnic groups. Right. 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 So I guess it's more about ethnicity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I think in other countries, um, let's take a, let's take the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, where you might have like let's take a, uh, the Brazilians. You have some Brazilians who are very dark, very like African features. You have some Brazilians that are very much more Portuguese looking, but overall they're all they all identify as Brazilian. Yeah. Like I'm not black Brazilian, I'm mm-hmm. I'm Brazilian. Mm-hmm. And the national identity takes precedent over everything else. Yeah. Within that is when the caste comes in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happens in other countries. So um But it's not based on your race it's, per se. It's well, or the color of your skin. Well, yes, it is though. It is, okay. it is. any place the what any place white people conquer, they have color issues. Issues. Mm. Everywhere that white people went and conquered their color issues. It, um, all in the Caribbean, all in Africa, in India, every place white people colonize, the people there have colorism issues. Mm. Um, how this relates to Italy and this blackface thing, I don't know, but it's a thing. It's a thing. Well, the reason why I brought that up is to say um, 
not to give them a break, but I don't know if they were as conscious of what they were doing as we, I think we're giving them a little too much credit because I think you know blackface when you see it and we know what it means to us in America, but I would like to talk to people in Italy to see if it means that there. Yeah, you're right. You know? You know what? You're right because because the whole blackface thing was a very much, it, that was always an American thing. Right. It was an American caricature rooted in Jim Crow racism that, mm-hmm. that that was distinctly American. Blackface was distinctly American always. So or, or a point. I know it was American to use that as to mock black people. Now if they had it elsewhere, I don't know what it meant there. I think that caricature that we see of the black face and the red lips, mm-hmm. I think that's a distinctly American um I think it's, it might have started here. That's you know that 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 does that would warrant some good research right. from some kind of body that studies that. But I would venture to say that that depiction of dark people start in America. Yeah, Africa as a dark as as the dark continent was probably in America. I guess that could have been a European a European construction, but enough but no 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 but just to dig into this a little bit more because think about um i can't think of the name but in the netherlands there's this this christmas character that comes around every year black yeah you know and i don't i would like to know was that did that predate blackface here in america is that where they got it from which one is marrying which because Mm -hmm. it means something else there now it's still controversial but you know it's this black character that they it's almost like our santa in blackface yeah. You know, and there, and I feel like before you go and kind of like um, put burn Gucci at the state, you know, you have to like give them a chance to talk because I feel like either way, you need to be responsible for what you're putting out. This went through too many levels for somebody not to say, "Oh, this may not, this may be a problem." You know, yeah, it's like yeah. they knew it was gonna be um, provocative, yeah. but did they know it was gonna be straight up racist? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Um, so enough of that. Um, you, do you have something else to talk shit about? No. I have one more. Just keep it on the racism beat. So um, Hadid told me about this. Your brother told me about this before um, we got here. And apparently there were some students caught trading N-word pra- passes doing um, lunch at a school in Potomac. And basically you get a golden ticket that gives a white student the, um, the pass to say the N-word. And... Um, <laughs> In Potomac? In Potomac. In Potomac. Yes. And um, I, I hadn't heard about this story until he mentioned it. But, you know, he's he's in the DMV, so, of course, he would know. And I'm like, it just made me think about why do people want to use this word so bad? Like, what is it? Like, it's so easy not to say the N-word, and it's so easy not to be in blackface. Why do people have the desire to do it so much? Is it because it's provocative? What the fuck is it? Because... It's like a golden ticket. You're right. Like, why? <laughs> why? They want to do this so bad. Like, of all kind of hall passes. Why yes. do you want a hall pass to do that? <laughs> so this is at the Winston Churchill High School in Potomac. And um, it's it literally looks like the Willy Wonka pass. You know, it says Wonka's Golden Inward Pass. Oh, and um, they were just giving them out for people who deserved it. So, um, welcome to America. America. <laughs> All right, well, that's our time together. 
We hope to not only entertain you, but to provide you with some new or different perspective about the various topics we discuss. Mm-hmm. Join the conversation and share your thoughts on today's topic. Yes, so look us up on Facebook and Instagram. On Instagram, it's at Heathens Got, no apostrophe S. And on Facebook, just give us a search for The Heathens Got to Life. Like our pages, send us a DM, and let us know what you think. And also, we want to know about um, your thoughts on this show in particular. What are you thankful for? Um, what is, what is the, what's that go-to song, that go-to thing that you think about when you need to instantly lift your vibration? High vibrations only, yo. Look us up on Mixcloud, Soundcloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, and subscribe. And most importantly, mm-hmm. go visit the, not the, go visit Heathen, <laughs> go visit Heathen's Guide to Life. I got to buy that domain, too. Go visit Heathen's Guide no to Life. Ideas now. Go visit <laughs> check us, check us, Check out our website yes. for all things Heathen. Tune in next week for another episode of The Heathen's Guide to Life. Bye. Bye.